Welcome to Career Case Study, a podcast presented by the Carroll School of Management at Boston College. Today's episode features Liz Shaw, a first-year MBA student at the Carroll School. Prior to business school, Liz worked at Wayfair, an e-commerce furniture retailer based in Boston. Most recently, Liz worked as an operations manager there. Prior to Wayfair, she was in staffing and recruiting in the IT industry for a brief stint, and prior to that, Liz lived in New York City for three years, where she worked in hospitality. She graduated from Bowdoin College with a degree in Romance Languages. Liz, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Excited to have you. First female guest. Awesome. So, Glad to be the first. Can yeah. set the set the tone? Set the tone early. <laughs> so, you graduate from Bowdoin College. You decide to pursue a career in hospitality. What led you down that path? So, post... Bowdoin. Um, you know, I loved being a language major and felt that I wanted to get into a company that was pretty global. Um, so by way of a lot of networking, um, I found this company called Quintessentially that uh, was based in London, had offices all over the world. And basically they, they functioned somewhat similarly to Amex Platinum's travel business in that uh, you could subscribe as a member to have an account manager who would help you plan various aspects of your professional and personal life. Uh, so I was an account manager, had roughly 50 clients whose lives I planned to call me a personal assistant yeah. slash travel agent extraordinaire. Um, but, you know, I knew I wanted to be in a global company right. um, and some somehow potentially leverage the fact that I'd studied multiple languages and had exposure to working with um, people from all over the world uh, in college. So uh, loved it there, you know, really understood, learned to understand what it what it means to think about the customer first, right? Um, you know, bar- var- balancing varying needs. Um, and this was in New York City, exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I was there for about three and a half years. Um, things changed a bit after that. Um, not sure if I should go down that path <laughs> yet, but next um, episode. Next episode. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So after that first job in hospitality, you moved to staffing. Yep. So I wanted to make a change, felt that I wanted to learn uh, a little bit more of the sales side of things. Um, also decided I wanted to move back to Boston. Um, ended up kind of getting recruited by an old client of mine who I had a great relationship with and thought I would be good in sales. So, you know, my goals kind of aligned with what she had in mind. And so I ended up working remotely for her for about a year. Mm-hmm. Um trying to build up the name their her company's name brand in the Boston area pl- you know placing people in companies who um, were aggressively hiring IT consultants um, so it was a great way for me to not only learn more about the tech space about the sales side of, of business um, generating revenue but also um, you know, learned about the various companies in the Boston area. So while I learned a lot, I didn't love working alone um, remotely, found that I really needed to be around a lot of people in a dynamic office environment. And by way of a lot of LinkedIn stalking, um, found Wayfair. And it seemed like a really, really strong fit. I, I think that, you know, there that staffing and recruiting stint in my career was a little bit of a blip on my radar and that it wasn't something I was truly passionate about. Whereas I loved travel, nightlife, and the hospitality world and then, you know, loved the idea of working for a company that was focused on home decor, furniture, and kind of lifestyle curation. Absolutely. Um, and Wayfair was a, a burgeoning business at the time. Um, so it seemed like a really great place for me to 
to learn more about running a business. Sure. Can you touch a little bit about some of the different roles that you had at Wayfair? I know sure. I know you had the opportunity to kind of move around within the organization. Sure. So um, I think that was one of the best things I got out of my career at Wayfair. And, you know, five years kind of shows it. I, I was in probably three or four roles during my time there. I started in more of an operations relationship management role. So it was kind of analogous to what I'd been doing um, at Quintessentially, where I, I had a book of suppliers. I, I had to, you know, onboard them, teach them about some of our back-end systems and inventory management. At, at the time, I was on Jocelyn Main, which was one of Wayfair's lifestyle brands. So it was all about, you know, curated product at a discount and kind of creating a specific feeling for, for the, Wayf- the Jocelyn Main customer at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, moved from that role into um, another lifestyle role on Birch Lane, which was our catalog business. Um, So sort of similar in that it was curated, but it was an actual print catalog and mailer. Um, But I was a buyer. So I moved from operations to buying. So I really had to think about um, all the different aspects of of running a business and the P&L. So, you know, what can I do to drive customers to engage with the site, the catalog, what products do they like, what price points do they like, styles, um, and then, you know, how are they going to convert and think about what is it that's going to get them to that sort of conviction point? Sure. Um, And also, how can I reduce costs? So it taught me a lot about really any business. It was, a, it was a mini business within the, the Wayfair, under the Wayfair umbrella. And so it was a, a really, really good education, um, for, for understanding how frankly any business operates. Yeah. Um, and then after that, I, I kind of missed operations and, and ended up moving to Castlegate, which was our warehousing department, which Wayfair had built out to really help support fast delivery. So, you know, we worked really closely with, um, various Wayfair suppliers to get their product into the Wayfair warehouse so that we could turn around their product really quickly and and put a flag on site that said two-day delivery. Um, so again, you know, owning a, a, a supplier profile um, within a specific category and learning the different nuances of that category. So, you know, sort of a consistent theme throughout my career there and that I was focused on different categories, but um, with different priorities for each of the roles, whether it was driving revenue, decreasing costs, et cetera. Awesome. So you seem to have it all figured out at Wayfair. Why did you decide <laughs> to go back to school to pursue your MBA? So I think I kind of alluded to this, but, you know, in moving around Wayfair, um, you know, I kind of got to understand how all the different pieces of the puzzle fit together and all the verticals under the Wayfair umbrella fit together. Um, but as the business got bigger, it was it was a little bit harder to understand all the cross-functional components sure. of, you know, what's important to operations, what's important to, you know, buying and category management and product and um I think I, I wouldn't have wanted to move around five more times to understand all of those complexities. Mm-hmm. So I felt like, you know, long term, if I want to potentially start my business, my own business someday, I wanted to speed up that process. And I felt business school was kind of the natural next step where I could understand, OK, hey, this is what matters to finance CF, CFOs, this is what matters to COOs, and what are the different KPIs each of those verticals are held to, and then how do they cross-coordinate mm-hmm. um, to achieve those goals? Um, 
And so while that's not to say I couldn't have learned a lot of that on the job, but to, to speed things up, I felt like business school was a great next step. And, totally. and I think I've, you know, been able to accomplish a lot of that so far this year. Yeah. So one thing that I'm asked a lot is why part-time, why full-time? How about an online program? Why full-time for you? I think I really wanted it to be a quicker process. Two years yeah. worth of dedication, time dedicated to um, understanding that the complexities of achieving a specific business strategy and, and how all the pieces of the puzzle fit together. Two years felt like it was accelerated versus, you know, staying in a, in a business for maybe four times that to understand all of those different elements. Um, and I also wanted to understand the application of all of the, the different verticals in different industries. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I wanted to kind of broaden my horizons and take a step back from being um, maybe, you know, pigeonholed in the, in the e-commerce world, for example. So, um, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. And I, why, why Boston College? I, I know there's a lot of great schools in the Boston area. So Wayfair, Wayfair, I think I can take credit for part of that and be, or the, the choice to come to BC and that it was super data driven. And that was something I really, really loved. Um, I think at this point it's hard for me to make a decision without a number in front of me. Um, so BC is known for their data analytics program, which frankly, I didn't know coming into the, uh, you know, the, the MBA research. Um, so I, it's something I knew I wanted to continue focusing on and I felt like I'd had a really, really solid ed education, but there was more out there for me to learn. I'd, I'd worked in SQL before, but wanted to broaden that and also learn some other tools such as R, Tableau, which I'd used a little bit of. Um, so felt like BC could really support me in my quest to, to understand other data analytics programs and tools, but also the BC network's super strong. And yeah. if, if I was going to be branching out into different industries after um, my, my two years was up, you know, I, I wanted to have exposure to alumni who felt really strongly about giving back to their um, alma mater. And, you know, that's proven to be really fruitful already, even yeah. as it relates to my, you know, internship search, for example. So now that you're approaching the end of your first year, can you talk a little bit about some of the internship opportunities um, that you were pursuing back in the fall um, and maybe some and maybe the internship that you did decide on um, that you'll be working at this summer? Sure. So I think when it comes to figuring out what makes the most sense for the internship, it's super helpful to remember why you came to get your MBA in the first place. Uh, it's easy to kind of get caught up in the I want to take the first thing that comes my way, but um, I felt like I needed to use the internship application process as a way to validate whether I was going to be getting out of it what I wanted to to begin with. So, you know, I had a couple offers earlier on in the process by way of the companies that came to campus to recruit, um, which was awesome and frankly, you know, positive reinforcement that I, I could move through the process and interview Definitely. cleanly, but um, I... I used, you know, some of the support of the Career Services Center, but also a lot of my own research. And I think that you have to do that research to really understand what the marketplace looks like because, you know, a lot of smaller companies, for example, don't advertise that they're open to hiring summer interns. Mm. So 
some of the onus is on you as a candidate to to really push put yourself out there in the marketplace and get in front of different companies' faces and say, hey, even if you don't have a formal role, could you potentially yeah. make one for me? So I think the the validation and the support of the Career Services Center and that, you know, there were companies that might be interested in me combined with myself putting putting myself in the market on my own um, to create opportunities was how I approached the, the whole internship process. And it, it proved to be really successful because I think I under, it taught me a lot about the marketplace and gave me a more holistic understanding of like what the opportunities could be. Right. And also gave me practice throughout by, by way of, you know, interviewing and learning about the companies that were coming to recruit on campus. I could use some of that learning in, you know, internship interviews that I maybe actually created for myself. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the internship that you're going to be um, at this summer? Sure. So I, you know, ultimately after Wayfair decided I wanted to work at a smaller company and, and kind of went back and forth with that thought process and kind of came full circle and, and will be working at a startup this summer called Everquote. Um bigger startup. They're about 200 people based in Cambridge. Mm -hmm. And um, they create actually created a marketing internship for me, which is awesome. Uh, You know, uh, something I wouldn't necessarily have been able to ask someone to do had I not had the practice speaking to other companies and reading other, you know, marketing internship job descriptions. Um, But I'll be helping them essentially develop a segmentation and targeting plan um, as, as they've ramped up and developed a customer profile or customer base, they now need to, to sort of determine who, what the customer profile is. Sure. Um, so it's really exciting, you yeah. know, a, a totally new challenge. It'll be, it'll be different to be in a, a space that I've never been in. It's an insurance. So they essentially match people. Uh, people looking for home and auto insurance with insurance providers. So, okay. you know, lead generation and online marketing. So they're very, very data driven. Um, Perfect for you. Yeah, seems to be a trend. <laughs> um, but, you know, it was it was an awesome process getting to know different companies in the Boston area, which I think some uh, another thing uh, the MBA buys you is a lot of Seems like free time isn't so much free time when, you know, you might have not have Friday classes, but you really use it to, to research what, what's out there. Um, but it's a great educational tool to understand what, what's out there. Awesome. So before we wrap up, I just kind of want to get your um, insight into maybe how your mindset has changed since you've now almost completed your first year of business school. Have there been any changes? And if so, what, what are some of those changes? I think, you know, I had this idea of needing to understand how all the different um, orgs and verticals within a business operate and, you know, knew that they were cross-functional. But I don't think I really understood what the high-level strategy entailed, you know, whether it you know, in a yearly quarterly review, are we reevaluating our strategy, sticking to our strategy for company, you know, businesses that have been around for a while mm-hmm. or, you know, on the flip side for a new company, what is, what do we think our strategy going to market is? I, I just didn't realize how much extensive strategizing that entailed. Um, so I don't know that my perception of the business world has changed, but I think, uh, my understanding of how to be successful in the business world is clearer. Yeah. Um, and, you know, the various classes that we've had while 
yeah, they might fall in finance or management or data analytics. They all have the same themes and that is, you know, pushing, we need to all be aligned and moving towards the same high level overarching strategic goal. Awesome. Well, thanks so much, Liz, for uh, participating on our podcast here. Yeah, thanks so much uh, for having me. Best of luck with the internship this summer. Thanks so much. I'll let you know how it is. (laughs) 